Toronto 2015 has made its final pitch to the Pan American Sports Organization. You're listening to the latest Around the Rings podcast. I'm Nicole Bennett. Earlier this week, PASO held a general assembly at Mexico's Puerto Vallarta Beach Resort. The main item on the agenda was the countdown to the 2015 Pan American Games. Toronto, provincial capital of Ontario, is hosting the event, which opens on July 10th. Organizers say close to 7,000 athletes from 41 countries in North and South America will compete in 365 events across 36 sports. In terms of the number of athletes competing, the Pan Am Games will be the largest multi-sport event to be held in Canada. Joining us now is Toronto 2015 CEO Saad Rafi. So thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, my first question for you is, with less than 180 days to go, what's Toronto 2015's biggest challenge ahead as it preps for the Games? Well, first, thanks for having me. Um, you know, the I think for every Games, you want to make sure that uh, you have um, full venues and uh, there's a, a great deal of buzz and excitement in and around our region about the Games. So we're, um, we've started our ticket sales. We're in our second phase. Uh, so far, so good on track with uh, our expected sales levels. And um, our venues are... Uh, going to be ready for games time delivery, and so you know we're we're feeling quite good about um, the experiences we've had, including um, a majority of our 47 test events have already taken place. Uh, the most recent one being the Canadian National Cycling Championship, uh, track cycling in our brand new velodrome, and then um, the what's called the Milton International Challenge, uh, also track cycling in that uh, new velodrome, only one of two in North America. So many of the things that we wanted to see uh, be in place are falling into place and we will continue to, to, to push our, our tickets and to uh, start selecting our volunteers. And I know that this year the program for the Pan Am Games includes golf. What can you tell us about the addition? Uh, well, First off, I think uh, as your listeners would probably well know, uh, golf returns to Rio in 2016 after a 100-year absence, but will be here in the Pan Am Games uh, a year before. And uh, a little uh, point of detail, um, the, the, the last gold medalist in golf is a Canadian, was a Canadian. So um, we're really thrilled to be hosting golf here, and, and uh, it's a men's and ladies, and, and that's significant because we have the highest gender equity of any previous Pan Am uh, Games with 45% um, uh, female um, uh, sport disciplines and participation. So uh, not only golf, but um, other sports are, are um, returning as well. Um, uh, I believe uh, women's baseball uh, and uh, softball, uh, men's softball is also coming back, just to name a couple. Uh, and we have the full Olympic schedule of sports plus um, uh, additional uh, Pan Am only sports. So we're very pleased about that. So you mentioned Rio. How many events on the program will act as qualifiers for the 2016 Olympics? Thank you. So um, 19 of the 28 uh, Olympic sports will be OQ's Olympic qualifiers in the Pan Am Games, and 15 out of 15 will be Olympic qualifiers for the Parapan Games. So uh, that's the highest uh, Olympic qualifiers in any previous Pan Para Pan Am Games, and we're very pleased about that because we know that that's going to mean uh, fierce competition. And to add to that, both the Canadian Olympic Committee and the Canadian Paralympic Committee have indicated that they're going to bring their best and biggest teams. For example, the Canadian Olympic Committee will likely have 750 athletes. Um, the USOC has indicated perhaps they'll be up in the mid 600s. So you know if that many athletes are coming that some of their best um, performers will um, will be here. And, and so that means uh, great spectator opportunities and then great results. 
So on the financial side of things, I understand government officials have recently requested more information concerning areas of the budget for the games. What's the latest from provincial government officials on funding for the games? Uh, I'm not sure I agree with that. Um, we've received a $74 million increase in operating funding from our provincial government. Um, so uh, all the information they needed, uh, I presume they had, because that that amount of money has been announced. And um, we now we, we work every day with our um, funding partners, be that the provincial or federal government and our corporate sponsors, uh, on all matter of budgetary uh, issues and interests. But um, as far as any specific requests for uh, additional information, I'm not aware of them. Um, we were very pleased to get that injection of, of uh, additional operating monies because it will go directly to improving the athlete and spectator experience, uh, be that uh, um, uh, apps and the technology side uh, or uh, field of play um, uh, and satellite accommodations uh, for uh, soccer, football in the Hamilton area where that sport will be will be hosted for 16 days of, of our uh, Pan Am Games. So very pleased with, with their support and they've said on countless occasions that they too are interested in seeing this to be the best Pan Am, pair of Pan Am Games ever. ATR assignment editor Ed Hula III went to the Paso General Assembly and he told me that some of the federations have expressed concerns here and there over paying more for their stay during the games. And a question that we had here was how does an organizing committee like Toronto 2015 balance necessary services like hotel accommodations against the overall budget for the games? Yes, so um, at the ACODEPA part of um, the General Assembly, I'm, I'm sure Ed uh, would have heard the CF, the Continental Federations, express some concerns about travel and accommodation. Uh, they're not being, uh, they weren't uh, being asked to pay more. I think they were concerned about the per night rate uh, in the Games Family Hotel. So that was the, the, the first we'd heard of that concern, and we take that quite seriously. Uh, and the response from the uh, Senior Vice President of Sport, Bob O'Doherty, at the Aquadepa meeting was that we would um, consider their request for travel and accommodation support and uh, get back to them. And, and uh, Bob has literally just returned today, so he and I have not had a chance to connect about that. But uh, uh, it was not part of our um, uh, formal requirements and agreements, so we didn't realize that that was uh, something that was of concern. But what we have done, and to answer your uh, direct question, is we've always tried to balance the needs and interests of, you know, be that technical delegates, um, ITOs, uh, International Federation, Continental Federation uh, heads uh, or others be the PASO members um, and try to balance their needs and their legitimate interests uh, with ensuring that we uh, always focus on a hierarchy of athletes first and foremost and their experience. Uh, and, um, you know, we'll have to uh, see how we can uh, try to uh, accommodate, accommodate those concerns. Do organizers and officials close to Toronto 2015 expect a full slate of sponsors for the Games? Yes, I mean, we already have 43 corporate sponsors signed up, and we are at the uh, cash and uh, VIK equivalents, value and kind equivalents of $130 million. This is the most of any Pan Am, Pan, Pan Am Games. And th these sponsors are not made up of government agencies. Uh, these are Corporate Canada, uh, and for that matter, multinational uh, subsidiaries who have operations in Canada. Uh, we couldn't be more thrilled with the response. Uh, we continue to, in fact, I, I uh, executed four additional contracts yesterday for sponsors. Uh, we anticipate announcing another 12 uh, sponsors in the ensuing weeks. And so that's something that we're going to continue to work on, and, and we're very pleased with the response. 
So up next, I know we've talked about some of the challenges ahead for your committee. What What's next for Toronto 2015? What's your next big announcement? Well, um, if you know, no one ever wants to just mention one announcement, so I'm going to give you a few. How's that? Um, the, the, the most, probably one of the most significant will be that within the next few weeks we'll have the handover of the Athletes Village to us so that we can start um, uh, preparing the overlay uh, that will go there. And, and, and that's almost fully six months before athletes arrive. That's just a tremendous testament to the provincial government who, who organized and supervised that project and to the constructors and developers. Um, this is a, a downtown village for one thing. Secondly, it's a it's a community within a community. Uh, it's it's uh, we've heard uh, responses from uh, coordination commission visits that suggest that this is of an Olympic caliber village. So we're very pleased by that. We 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 know athletes will be very pleased. Um, we will continue with our marketing activations, advertising activations. We have more test events coming up uh, starting uh, early. Well, actually, uh, in a couple of weeks with uh, a water polo, Yuana Cup, uh, and then in, uh, again in February we have the. Uh, sorry, the Winter Senior National Diving Championships, and, and the list goes on. We'll continue to open venues. We have a venue announcement coming up hopefully next month for the uh, Aquatic Center and Fieldhouse, the CIBC Pan Am, Para Pan Am Aquatic Center. That's already open and being used, but we'll have the official opening soon. Um, in in uh, mid-March, we'll put our Parapan tickets on sale, and then April brings us to 100 days to go, and, and um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stop with the number of things there, but um, we're going to have a very busy, busy six months and can hardly wait. Yeah, lots more to come. Well, thank you for speaking with me today. Again, that was Toronto 2015 CEO Saad Rafi. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.